This is Ross. Welcome to Kegan No Side. Season 4, Episode 2. On today's episode of Kegan No Side, we will have a lot of things to discuss. But we start with the first segment dealing with the upcoming season featuring the final season of Attack No Titan of Winter 2022. Second segment deals with a majority of the fall season. And in the third segment, something that we really need to discuss about three shows and the way people see them. Then the year in review with a little help on the best shows that have appeared this season. And then what is in store for Kicking No Side, Doga Queen, and a lot of other things as well. Try monthly edition of Kicking No Side. We'll be back right after. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking No Side. This is Elash. So let's go through the upcoming shows that are coming this season on and for anime. We will start with the return of Hajime, you, and the best team, and the funniest EGK right now, not named Katasuba, Erefuta, from Comic Place to World's Strongest. It will be on its second season. So, we're doing the second season of this particular one. It's from As Reading Studio Mother, which is a different change from there. We don't know how many episodes. They will have from that particular one. Part two of a how real is hero built the kingdom two from JC staff will premiere on the ninth. It continues from the second season from the first season. World's hand Harlem, which started. Ahem, started. Fall season. Fall season. And then all of a sudden, we need a delay. We need a delay. The first episode will restart from episode one. We can see on with Ranking of Kings, which is going to have 23 episodes. That being done there, the strongest stage with the weakest crest. His inner strength, this is based on a light novel. From JC's staff is the animator. His strength was limited by the magical crest from which he was born. Matthias, the world's powerful sage, decides reincarnation is necessary to become the strongest of all. Upon his birth as a young boy, Matthias is thrilled to discover he's been born with the same optimal crest for magical comment on his first try. Unfortunately, the world that he has been born in is in a busy poor standards when it comes to magic, and everyone thinks that he's still marked for failure. Now it's up to, up to Matthias to prove him and everyone wrong. World's strongest stage style. They're continuing with JoJo's Bizarre Stone Ocean. I don't know. The first 12 episodes had aired already. So we don't know when the next few will continue. Shaman King is on his 38th episode. It will continue for the next 52. There's 20 some episodes left. My Dress Up Darling, episode one from Cloverworks has already aired as of this recording. 
High schooler Wakane Gojo cares more about one thing, making Hina dolls. And no one shared to his ascension he has trouble finding friends or even holding conversation. But when the school's most popular girl, Marin Kitawada, reveals the secret of her own, he discovers a new purpose of sewing skills. Together, they will make her cosplay green dreams come true. This is the original. This is a special. Is the regular in Magic High School Remembrance arc? It is only a one-hour special. It is dealing with uh somewhere near the beginning of the third episode. The genius god of raising a nation out of debt. It ain't easy being a genius. Prince Wayne is ready to commit treason, and who can blame him? Faced with the impossible task of ruining his prophetic little kingdom, the poor guy just can't catch a break. But with his brilliant ideas sounding off his country, this lazy prince should be able to retire once and for all. That was the plan. Until his treasonous schemes leading to disastrous consequences, namely accidental victories for the favor of his people. The case study of Antas season two, we continue with that series there. She professed herself the pupil of the wise man. This is based on a light novels done by Studio Eight Cat. It is scheduled for twelve episodes, airing on January. Has already aired as of this recording. Going by the name Doombath, he is known all across the land for the virtual world. But one night before death, Kagami uses an in-game vanity case that's about to expire, opting to create his ideal version of a female Doombath avatar for fun. Waking up, he's surprised to find out that he's now in the body of that same avatar he created the night before, and he won't have to work his way from the bottom up. So he's a young dude, playing an old dude, who's playing a young girl, who's still that old dude. What? What? I'm confuzzled! Ah, ah, okay. Princess Connect Season 2? More prayers from Elf. Great prayers. Great hopes. Maybe we'll face off against that evil bad guy, a, a bad woman, what have you. It's gonna be a good show. You know how good it was a good season, but there was something missing. Let's hope they fit some of the problems there. Teasing Taski Master Season 3 of Takagi. Ta Teasing Master Takagi San Season 3. It's the third season from the manga from that legendary series. In the land of Ledale Maho film, based on a light novel, after putting on life support after a tragic accident, Gigalagami's only freedom comes from the VRMO RGP Landale. One day, her life support system shuts off and Kenneth passes away. When she wakes up, she finds herself in Ledale 200 years into the future. It's a high elf Kinana who lost skills but incredible stats. He must forge relationships with the residents of the new world. Which shockingly includes the Turing characters that she designed herself. A leisurely adventure tale is about to begin, featuring a girl transported to the game world and the smiles and tears that she shares with her quirky companions. Love of Kill, done by Platinum Vision, is based on a manga. 12 episodes are being scheduled. Two assassins face off at a certain workplace. The cool bounty hunter Chateau and the mysterious powerful 
Ringhen Hua. Chatu and Ringhen Hua have become enemies after this fight. At least they should have. But for some reason, Ringhen Hua has taken a liking to Chi Chateau and begins her begins following her around. Little by little, Chateau develops a cooperative partnership with Rang Ha, and he gets caught up in the struggle between the organizations hunting him down. Furthermore, the battles related to her past as well. Why did Rang Ha repulse Chateau? What is Chateau's secret past? Two mismatched assassins to weave together a twisted assassin meets assassin thriller. The strange gears of fate begin to move. Orient. We don't know how many episodes it will have. It is a shonen series. When unidentified creatures known as Kishin appeared in Japan, all the most famous military leaders were killed, and at the end, the world seemed to, the end of the world seemed to close at hand. Now, 150 years later, demons still rule the world, and only the band of the Bushi drives to fight for freedom. Mushashi and Kojiro, an iteration of these fighters, strive to form the strongest band of Bushi. This classic battle action story of friends casually um, chasing a dream. Life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout. From OAM Team Yoshikaya, it is based on a manga. A tall man and his handsome best friend were summoned by another robot naked goddess. However, because of the naked goddess venture, he is turned her into a beautiful girl to get back his body he has to go back on a journey with his best friend to defeat the demon king an old man becomes a beautiful girl and a handsome old man let the madness of field of another world during rom-com begin Zabuski Bisco this is from Oz it's based on a light novel his powerful bow pierces the rust of destruction to save the people that he loves. Set in a future Japan where everything has rusted away and the rust wind threatens to white up humanity. The whole world is now a desert and the protagonist, Bisco Akaboshi, uses his bow and special mushrooms as a mushroom protector, a noble thief who causes chaos all over Japan. To save his dying master, Bisco goes on a journey to seek out a special healing mushroom called a Rust Eater. In Inehama, he meets Mio Nekonagi, his new partner, and heads out on a crazy adventure. The Satama Iron Desert stands in their way, along with a town that made out of the remnants of one of the weapons that destroyed the, the civilization and an abandoned underground subway which octopuses live. With Milo's genius and Bisco's arrows, they're ready to face any danger. But they're faced with an evil plot of a wicked prefecture governor. Next up, Miss Caruso from the Monster Department. Monster Development Department. This is done by Quad. It's based on a manga. The manga centers on the current. Itsu, an assistant researcher for the Superhuman Development Department of Agista. A villainous secret organization that battles heroes who try to save the world. Kiriso lives a busy life in Agasta, caught between the observed requests of her bosses, making presentations, featuring new features of superhumans, and getting results within the allotted time, budget, respect requests, all without any vacations. Girls Frontline, this is done by Ashishi, Ashishi Production. 
this is basically the story about this is basically the series based on guns basically you know the uzis the ak-47s all the rest of it so if you play the game you pretty much know what this thing is about so let me just go through some of the synopsis of this the game's story is set in an alternate timeline in the 2060s the aftermath of a military incident that resulted in a widespread disease as soon as as well as the recent conclusion of careless nuclear war this has massively depopulated the planet rendered most of the surface uninhabitable and reduced one great nation to shadows of their former selves Androids used for labor and combat have become an important facet of life. An easily replicable and disposable unit androids known as tactical dolls or T-dolls are used by private military organizations on the front lines of numerous brushfire worlds. In the game, the player takes the role of a fresh commander in a PMC commanding the T-dolls to fight against the new AI threat. Next one is Akishi Sailor Uniform. This is done by Cloverworks. It's Akumi Gekibi's first year of junior high, and she has the heart set on one thing, Robot's Private Academy Sailor Uniform. As the next chapter of her life gets closer, she dreams of the assigning new experiences. She'll get to have school lunches, classes, Club activities and of course making lots of friends. Wear a favorite outfit on. Komichi feels ready for anything. Macrium of the Rose King. This is a historical JoJo. This is actually based on the War of the Roses in English history. And so now they figured now the Japanese are into the whole business of you know, it's from the, it's from Thrones and all the rest of it. And this, that, and the other. So now, we have this story from Requiem of the Rose King. This is going to be a consecutive two-score series, so it will be 24 episodes. If you know the story, you may not need this synopsis, but they change certain aspects of this. Richard, the ambitious third son of the House of York, believes that he's cursed Dan from birth to eternal darkness. Yet it's truly fate that it sets him on the path of personal destruction or his own tormented longings. Based on an early draft of Shakespeare's Richard III, this dark fantasy finds the man who will be the king standing between worlds, between classes, and between good and evil. So if you read Shakespeare's Dirt Word, it's basically on an early draft of it. So you're a Shakespeare fan, well then I'll be looking more into this. And then when we do the review in, in summer, I'll go through the whole lots of this thing here. Norman Lord's Cage Files special episode. This is based on a light novel. It is a special episode. So they're going to do one episode, 53 minutes. Dragon Quest is still continuing. We don't know how many episodes they have. We're at episode 65 as of this recording. The second ant is still continuing. 24 episodes of Yashihime Princess Half Demon. Second season. Pokemon is doing a special four episode thing for their 
Arsis um, video game, which will air on Amazon Japan. No word if it is going to air in the United States. They're also continuing Pokemon Journeys, which is this, uh, this new season for Pokemon. Detective Conan will continue its series is now at 1,033 episodes. Fantasy Shango Realm of Legends from Geek Choice. This is based on a historical aspect here from the Three Kingdoms. And yet again, the Three Kingdoms from China. Based on the game, when the Three Kingdoms are ravaged by demons and monsters, for heroes little and common must unite to the fight for the realm's most vicious enemies. Today, together, the heroes of the unveil in a serious conspiracy while sharing the joys and sorrows of battling a mysterious organization intent of turning them and the kingdoms apart. Slow loop, this is a sports anime. I'm not sure what the, oh, it's fishing. Yeah, it is fishing. It's from Kinect. We don't know what, how many episodes this will have. When Yori, young girl, whose deceased father taught her the joys of fishing, heads out to sea for some time alone, she will never thought that she will call another girl there. After a while, the girl named Koharu ended up fishing and cooking together, and they got to eat, know each other by the meantime. During their brief time together, Koharu finds out that the reason he already went out to sea today is she's hesitant to him to meet her new step family at the same evening. So what a coincidence, Koharu is also meeting her new family tonight. No, it can't be a coincidence. Follow these sisters as their new life together. Sasuke and Minato, this is from Studio Dean. It's based on a manga, 12 episodes are being scheduled. It all started like a typical old school boys love punchline. Bad boys in here means a dirty, awkward consman and one of them falls in love and the other and so forth. The little Minato is a supplicant boys love ass, but he hasn't quite realized he's in one himself. What it means up to Sasaki when the storyline has a happy ever after. Police in the pod. This is based on a manga. We don't know how many episodes it is. It is a sin and slice of live series based on the Tokyo Police Department. Female police officer Kawai had another career that she wasn't enough of career that she wasn't into and was handed her a resignation when the unthinkable happened. She met the new female director of her station. And after a little bit time with this gorgeous Roma, Kawhi realizes that maybe she isn't done queen quite being an officer after all. So this is pretty much Cagney and Lacey, the anime series. Tokyo 24 War, this is based by um, Culverworks. It is episode one, will air on the scene, so it's already aired. The Far Eastern Special Initiative, this is an original series, however. The Far Eastern Special Administrative Region is a man-made island sits on Tokyo Bay. Shuta, Rain, and Koi were born and raised on this island. Their family backgrounds, preferences, and personalities are completely different, but there are childhood friends who have always stuck together. However, one incident changed their year, the relationship forever. A year afterward, these three friends are reunited by chance by a memorial service held by the incident. All three of their phones ring simultaneously. Their friend, who is supposedly dead, is calling and demands to make a decision about the future. The three friends believe what do what they do to protect the 24th Ward and their inhabitants. 
Blade Runner Black Lotus is airing on Toonami at this particular time. There are in episode nine. So we'll discuss that when it's finished. Uh, Zaki Reload from Linden Films. Once the land of Tokenara was the peaceful land where humans and yokai lived together. Then, however, many appeared who tried to revive Gunamaro, the great yokai who was slain by the war god Natsuki Taski and buried in Hoto Castle 500 years ago using a forbidden combination of chemistry and magic. Call it alchemy, please. The negative energy waves created spread it around Token Kyle, causing the yokai to go insane and attack humanity. To save the land, Kazan imposed the orders of Son Goku against his general Chai Goto and Gohakai to go west. The four sends out the journey to stop the experiment and revive Go Kiyumayo. On the way, they meet Hatsuke Girl, who employs strange magic to use yokai cells to revive the dead and his follower Kato. The two also joined the party, and Yuko Sazo, a man who had a long history with, approaches in the shadows. Unforgettable characters, intense drama, and awesome mansions. It's a story about the bonds between four young men. It's the journey to the West done in a different style. What's up, boys? This is actually dealing with, um, I think it's called Form 4 Soccer. That's what they call it, Fusal Boys. It's a mess media project. We don't know how many episodes it's done. It's done by Dio Media. It's been more than 10 years since Fusal has become a worldwide boom. Many star players are born in Japan, and everyone from children to adults has been initiated with the sport. When watching the finals of the Under-18 World Championships, Yuki Yamamoto, uh, Yamamoto, Yamato is attracted by the play of Tokunari Tenajoi, one of the players to represent Japan and start playing futsal, who wish to become a player like him. He meets a group of friends from the co-economy futsal club that he joins and start playing to achieve his dream. Tribe 9, <clears throat> another mixed media project. In Neo Tokyo, this is done by Linden Films. In Neo Tokyo, disillusion you from tribes that battle each other in a tense sport called Extreme Baseball. One night, two kids, Haru Shigen and Taiga, meet the strongest men in the world, Shun Katamaya. The gay three join to play this cutthroat game against a mysterious man who's been taking control of all the tribes. Can they be defeat him before it's too late? Ian, no, one eight thirty-one. Craft is an original series. It's a TV special, actually. Ryman's Club is another original. This is based on badminton. The story centers on Miko Tsuyori, a childhood prodigy at badminton, but who never recovered from a major loss in the high school competition. Now he works at the sales department at the Sunlight Breakfast Company, playing badminton on the side. Lupin the Bird is now in its third seat, is now in its part six. It's now in its 13 episodes. Began in fall 2021. It is scheduled to continue for 24 episodes. Next show on the list is Kyo in Kyoto from the Mako House. Kyo and Sumit come from Kyoto from Emory Prefecture. This actually began in winter 2021 
we won't do a full review until on um, the spring. You and my cutting graphic Nika is doing cute. The brand new voice acting talent agency Airblue has needed season pros no famous stars. What does it have the group of trainee voice actresses who whose individualism and personality shine through their experience? Each one of them are making their way to harness their talents to make their dreams come true. Come true. Sooner or later, these um dreams will run up against the harshness of reality. No matter how devotedly they practice, not all the candidates can pass any audition. Can they endure through anguish, steadfast, and discord? If the herders of the trainees all must face trip them up, can they recover and rise again? Story of these finishing voice actresses are now ready to call the direct to, for the director to call action. I'm ready for my cluster, Mrs. De Mr. Deville. Okay. Next up. Yeah, the Digimon Ghost Game is still continuing. Serato Utility from Yostar Pictures. This is an original. It's just a short episode here. It's just a TV special dealing with golf. And Rusted Armors is a mixed media project from Kiyumi. It's 12 episodes so far. There is a there is a tournament warring states period in Himoto. Kinui, the unexplored region of the mountains in the sea. In the depths of this deep forest, there's a group called Yagasgarutsu, and they're flag using their guns as weapons. Their name is, is Sai Kaiushu. is Megochichi, who arrived from a foreign country that inherited the name of the head of the Sai Kashu. On the other hand, Saburo quickly senses the signs of the aggression from European powers and struggles to protect Hinomoto. The fate of the two who will not meet originally will be crossed to fight against the invaders who came from a foreign country. Another missed media project is called Iridomori Mimori. Make it hybrid music. College affiliate school making hard senior high. It is my mind. This is a county guy has the most promising musical talents. There's a rumor circling among students. If you give it an amazing performance at the school festival, you get special extra character, or so they say. Chandra's grades are not very good, so she immediately starts a rumor and decides to form a band. Rehearsal, sleepovers, even cosplay. Anything they could imagine to be a part of their colorful daily life. But will they be able to give an amazing performance to get their rumor credit? The curtain rises in the story of a daily funny lives of these girls. So this is, will be a short form. Nobody knows if there will be, oh, um, uh, uh, so nobody knows how long these episodes will be, so... We'll see what happens here. Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens is still continuing there on episode 81. Uh, Tropical Rule Pretty Cures at episode 43. Bang Dream Girls Party Pico Fever. It is up there on um uh episode 14. Down by Wootoon Studio. And then 
a whole lot of other shows that are still being done here. Jinjin Studio is doing on air Gekinai. The story takes place in 2014 and follows Manifuko and Uhara, the Tokyo Hanjiko Television Company. The manga denounces the struggles between making television content. This is a short form one. Um, episode 33 of Shinkan Z continues from Oriental Light and Magic. Puzzle and Dragon still going on there in one hundred episode 186. Yokai Watch continues. This is their second new series following the um the series. Ninja Lock continues. Episode one of this brand new series. This is actually a series based on the Nintendo free game um that is on for the Switch. This is also done by Oriole Line and Magic. We don't know how many episodes it will have. Another series from Mewcube Dreamers is now on episode 39. Um, a new series called Gal Gaku 2 Lucky Stars from OAM. This is a short form series. It's only three minutes long. We don't know how many episodes it will have. It, that one's gonna do it. Masculine Party continuing. So they're showing all the other shows that are being aired here. Toko Kamen is another series for kids. It is a short form series from plot. It deals with a penguin who works in an abusive company and the grabs the difficulties in the workplace life. The tiles are play of the Kohai Penguin, the Japanese name for the Emperor Penguin. So it's just called Emperor Penguin. Here's something interesting that is going to premiere in a couple of days. Ohoru Shakasan. Part of the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the Kamen Rider series, it is based on a manga. The anime is centered on the everyday lectures of the lackeys of Shaka, the villain organization from the original Kamen Rider series. And then there will be a couple of other shows from Kids 2, most of them are all short form. Auto Boy from Call from Mobile Lane from Cloverworks. It is an original series, it still continues on episode 93. Uh, Chick Kip Dancers is also doing there. It's done by Fanworks. Um, and then Shushi Sumo, which is on episode 41, another short form series. And then Awai, a Mexican sixth season. It's continuing from its sixth season. It's continuing from its 30th episodes. And Baby Ham Tank, done by Robot, is in an original episode, also short form. It deals with sustainable goals, global warming, dead deaths are easy to understand, and then they will solve the issues. So, yeah, so they're doing those particular things as well. So those are the upcoming and continuing shows from this upcoming winter 2022 season. We will be back with the reviews of the fall season, plus commentary from three particular shows you may need to understand and hear if we are going to be fans of this genre and how other people are missing the point of a lot of other particular things. And it's somewhat important to also discuss. We'll be back with more Kagan No Side. This is Elias. We'll be back after this.
Welcome back to Kagan No Side. This is an ah, Let's go through the reviews. I'm gonna do some of the bigger. I want to do some of the bigger shows later, but I want to get through some of the other ones here. First off, I want to talk about. Well, we'll get to that one later. Tacop Destiny. Mappa and Madhouse, which used to be one company, then the other company split after Madhouse's problems in the mid-2000s. This show was a prequel to a video game. And the video game is not ready to go out yet. But for what we have saw on this particular show, I thought the premise was interesting. I also thought the use of classical music was also an important step, but there were a lot of missing parts with this show. I think there were certain aspects of the show that did work and should have done better in certain cases, but the action was good, and once they had competent directors on certain shows, they're able to do those particular things as well. Uh, I think that this show could have been on Toonami, but... It it's, is what it is, and I don't want to get into the whole point of, oh, this standing other thing is happening. So, it's an okay show, and it should have been done better for that prequel. My sin part was annoying. Let me put this to you this way. I don't hate the show. The secondary romance worked a lot better than the first romance. It was more office and all the rest of it. I don't know about you, but I'm not against these type of shows, but they becoming a little bit old hat to me. And I feel as though these shows could have been done in a completely, they, they need, not, I don't know if they need spice. I don't know if they need this or any other thing. I think the comedy was fine. It's just that the show's pace was a little bit off in my estimation. And I never felt like I was close to it as I wanted to be. So from where I'm standing, it is what it is. Irina the Vampire Cosmonaut. You know how I feel about communism. Although this is fake and all the rest of it. But I feel something so close about space. About the aspiration of human beings going into space. I felt it was a quite interesting show. To put it mildly. And they didn't fall into certain things they could have fallen into. But at the end, the show was as good as you can make it. So, Cosmonaut was a good show. It wasn't a perfect show, but it wasn't the end of it. The Aquatope on White Sand had finished its uh, season. This show was good. I don't know, understand... This show was good. I think that episode episode 8 to episode 13 were the best part of the series. 
I think that pretty much saved the the the, the season. I think that those two parts there, they saved the season. Saved it completely. I don't think that the latter parts worked. The latter part, the latter half of it don't work, but from episode eight to episode 13, that, that was just written greatly. And I felt as though that is the, if you wanted to, if you want to know how this show really is about life and how it handles all these other things, how um contracts are done, how, excuse me, many women grow, um, women grow up and try to navigate the world and all the rest of it in corporate, um, uh, in corporate Japan, mind you, and how they make all these deals and how they get through all these deals. I think episode eight to 13 is a beautiful treatise in that. But as the rest of the show, I don't know if the rest of the show worked, if I wanted to make it work. So in one sense, I felt that the after episode 13, but there were some parts in episode 17 to 20 that also worked out. But from episode eight to 13 was pretty much the peak of the show. And I felt as though that pretty much saved the season for it. So that is one there. The thing I wanted to recognize on that one. Restaurant to another world too. This was... This series did not do anything too imaginative, but it focused on a restaurant and focused on the food and all the weird people on it. In some ways, it could have worked better as a live-action series than it is an animated series. I feel as though that sometimes they kind of go uh, in all animation. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's done in France. I don't care if it's done in America. Even Japan suffered this. Even the J Chinese suffered this. There is some aspects of what they do with their writing. I feel as though they can't pull it off. And it, it, it can't be pulled off. They use animation to tell a live action story. And for me, I don't think it really works out here. But the show was nice for what it was. Tashio Otome Fairy Tale, this is based on in the 1920s in Japan. And one of the episodes dealt with the 1922 Kanto earthquake, which was deeply emotional. This show worked. This show worked for what it for what it does. And everybody loved the main lead. It, it, the main lead was we understand the transition from the age of the samurai, the age of those days that the samurai lost there, we saw the transitional phrase from the age of the samurai today. If you now, interestingly enough, if you watch Golden Kamui, and if you watch Demon Slayer, which airs within that 20 year time period before this show particularly airs, you begin to see that transitional phase. Even though Golden Kamui is gonna have its fourth season, and Demon Slayer is now airing its second half of its core, which is airing now, which has the recent episodes that have just aired now. They're about to end their season overall. 
you begin to sense the transitional phase from a country that's gotten out of the era of the shogun to the era back of the emperor and industrialization in dirty years. And you begin to see how it affects the way people see each other, how relationships are handled, and all the rest of it. This show was a good show, despite some some people's misgivings about it, but I don't see any misgivings about it because it's 1922 and we're heading to another stage where that era is about to end and they're going to head into a different stage, a much darker stage, ultimately, sadly enough, unfortunately enough. Sakugan. I do, I, I wanted to love this show. I wanted to like this show a lot, but for me, I think they built a lot of these shows for an American audience or an international audience and something gets lost in translation. And I felt as though that this was more character-driven series than a, as a serial-type series, and it kind of hurts them in the end of the day. So I wanted to like this show. I think there were some good action points there. I also think there could have been some things done better. Maybe we'll get a second season. It is based on a novel, but we'll see what happens there. Scarlet Nexus finished its run. This is based on a game. For all of its weaknesses, I actually like the show. I did not like the CGI in this show. If they did not use the CGI overall, I did not, I did not like the, I did not like the CGI in this show. Outside of the CGI, I think the show worked. I think that the concept of all the things they were doing with the story was fascinating to me. I think that the characterizations were interesting. The way they used time, all the rest of these things. And I believe that it, it should have been done in a, in a little better light, but I like that series that when it was, as it was. The Vampire Dies in No Time. Funny show for the first few episodes. Kind of fell flat from 9 to, 10, 9 to 11. I want a second season because I want some improvement from this show. I really do want improvement from this particular series. Build Divide, Cold Black. This is an original series. I'm gonna make this real clear to you. I didn't watch much of this show, but what I did watch from this show, they really tried a lot of interesting stuff. I don't know if it got picked. I don't know if people picked it up. I really don't. I wish it did, but it is what it is. Deep Insanity, The Lost Child. A lot of people did not like this show because it was not serialized, but it was more of a character-driven series. I did not see much of the show. I can't give an honest review on it because I wanted to see more of the show. I'm going to be honest with you. When I get a chance to do see this show on a longer-term basis, then I'll give you an actual accurate review. I'm not going to do 
that sort of thing and try to screw people up and all the rest of it. New Love Alternative. From the now. I love the designs of this thing, but it is so bleeping confusing. I cannot make heads or tails of it. It is so bleeping confusing and that's because some aspects of it come from a hand time. We can't see it yet. And the, and the emotions of, of it, of these shows can be uh, quite this than the other. I can't make heads or tails of it, but somehow it continues to get another season. So it is what it is. Heke story. The animation is beautiful. It is based on the story of B1 and the Tara clan and all the rest of it. It is based on the legendary tale of the Heke Montagari, which every child in Japan, um, a high school student should know about that story. It is a beautifully drawn story. The ending was a little bit different because of the connections that certain things happened two years ago uh, according to certain reviewers said about this you should go find this show and watch it and see how actual Japanese culture in the past was because I think it's beautiful for what it is warrior on the borderline Again, same thing with Lost Child. I did not, I saw what I saw as much as I could see from the show, but I did not see too much of the latter part, so I cannot give you an accurate review. But it was an interesting um, series when I was able to see a majority of it. So that being said, so I also mentioned all these other things selection project. I didn't watch much of it. I can't give you an accurate review of it, but some are saying it's good. Some are not saying that it's done in that particular sense. Another original series, Shiri Karazawa. I did not watch the show. I'm just gonna be honest with you. There were so many things that happened, but I did not I wasn't able to watch the majority of this particular show, so I can't give an accurate um uh answertation on how the show was. Visual prison. Not my style, could be someone else's style, but it is what it is. Again. The night beyond the tricorn window, tricornered window. It was an interesting series to say the least. There were some fascinating characters there, but again, not my style of show, but certain people might like it for what it does. Tesla note. Don't know about this one. Didn't see much of it. Rumble Gara, also same thing. Didn't see much of that one. Then they did Yuki Yuna is a hero of the Great Mankai chapter. I saw some of it, but not enough of it. Then they did Digi Meets Girl, which is an original. They did a short form from there. Um, 
Megaton Mushashi is an ancient record one. They did that one there. I didn't see much of that one. Pure or Pride of Orange, I saw some of it. I liked what I saw, but I don't. But this is made for Canada and those particular places in Canada, made uh, uh, Eastern Europe, those particular places that have a hockey history. Not so much in Japan, but this was a fascinating try by um, the Japanese when it came to this particular thing with this particular hockey game there. I did not see most of the other shows and I wanted to go to the bigger ones before we get to the end and get to the next important segment here. One of the big shows that we have to discuss here, the great Jai will not be defeated. It did 20 episodes. It was a cute show. It was an extremely cute show. I thought they were not going to pull it off, but they pulled it off. And there was a lot of intriguing stuff that they did in this episode, in this show. And they didn't play around the bush on certain aspects of it. And the ending was pretty interesting. I want to see another se- I want to see another season of this. I do. But it's going to take a while before they even get to that place there. The Fruit of Evolution, I have my life made. I need a second season from this. I need a second season. I really do need a second season. I want a second season of this. This show started off really, really weird. And I think it's sort of worked, but I want a second season from this. There are a lot of things there that you can do for a second season. I will get to Miracle Chain in the second, in the next segment. The Faraway Paladin. I want a second season of this show too. The first eight episodes were fantastic. The first eight episodes of this show was fantastic. The latter half was just plotting for a second season. I absolutely adored the first eight episodes. Because it felt like this is a fantasy world, different things happen, blah, 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 blase. I, but I absolutely love the first eight episodes. This thing should be on Tsunami. No shit. No shit. Y'all gonna hate me on this particular stage that on Comey can't communicate. Y'all gonna hate me on this. Live action series hurt the animated series. That's point blank. I cannot give a fair review because they were out there trying to destroy the the the, the that's the, the animated series. I can't give an honest review on this. I can't. My opinion is is that everybody will look for the live action series before the uh, b- live action series before the animated, and that's unfortunate. Because on its own merits, the animated series is pretty damn good. On its own merits, it is good. It is a good series. But I can't give an honest review on this. I can't. I want to see another season and we're going to get one. 
we're gonna get the second part of it on 2022 in April in the spring season. So the jobless reincarnation season two. Everybody complains about this show. Y'all wrong. Y'all got it wrong from the very beginning. Y'all continue to get it wrong. Everybody's scared about what it says about society. It's scary to think that a lot of people have seen life through the eyes of what a female sees the world as. That's scary. It's scary to me. It should scare everybody else around here. It should scare all of you to see it that way. But certain aspects of life, certain aspects of art, certain aspects of anime, as it were, we'll get to that in the second segment. All of this comes together to showcase with this particular series, the second chance at a life and a second chance at hope that most others don't want to expect or see or even experience, you know? It is difficult to watch how society treats men, men who try to help, men who are broken. It showcases that a lot of very dark shit about life and how it influences this how it influences the secondary the new place that Rudis is in and the relationship between Roxy and Rudis how it got built up everybody is scared of what it means and I'm just gonna let y'all in on some sad realities about life the sad reality about life unfortunately for a lot of people is that a lot of young men in this world i'm talking about young men high school age nearing college age a lot of choices are given to them and some of them take the wrong and a lot of us and a lot of these young men make the wrong choices in life especially when it comes to women and how they deal with women and all the rest of it and they make a lot of bad choices Sometimes those bad choices lead into miracles and those miracles should not be denied and should not be turned around and made a shame and all the rest of it. One of the things is, is that they built a whole animated studio for this particular franchise. They did it the way they wanted to do it. They're gonna still do it the way they wanna do it. The fact is, is that we are not getting the understanding about how men and women supposed to see each other. We're not getting the understanding that how human beings are supposed to recover from darkness into light. We're not getting the understanding that certain societies have to change or a lot of these things have to be pushed on the wayside for better things to happen and take place. And a lot of reviewers continue to use 
concepts from our real life instead of expressing and seeing the art from the way we are supposed to see the art. So let us embrace us and let us observe and understanding that of observation and come up with the understanding of what we see there. There's a lot of things that we'll be discussing on that in the future. But this show is a class act. And the fact that a lot of people have not seen it in America, especially with Tsunami, because of certain political things that are going on and all the rest of it, it's a damn shame. But we're going to talk about that very soon, upcoming episode of Cake and No Side. We'll be right back with another special segment dealing with three particular shows and one particular scene from one of those shows right after this. Welcome back to Kagan No Side. This is uh, I want to focus on two shows, actually four shows that aired in the fall season. One of them being Blue Period, which is based on a manga. Another being Miracle Chan, also based on a manga. The Assassin's Apprentice, also based on a light novel and manga. And the realist, um, the slow life anime that they call it. I want to get the name right, so... I don't want to mess up the name. Banished from the Heroes Party, I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside. Now I want to focus on one particular scene, and I made a comment on this scene, and people took it in some different way than it actually was, but I have to go back and realize what that particular comment is and how everything is seen in that particular sense. And what I learned on all ends that really showcases a lot of issues that ultimately showcases why I feel as though we're at the position that we're in as a fan base in the anime world We are in that position in the in the anime world, in the animation, mind view, and in all other instances of incidences of and of of art of all these other particular things. They will do. They let us showcase those issues and problems today. Blue Period is about a young man by the name of Yatora, who is basically trying to get into the Tokyo University of Art. And so he has to pass a test in order to do that that test has to be three particular pieces two of them from the art and one of them 
they have to make I'm not sure. So he is friends with a, basically, let's call it a transvestite. And the transvestite also is in the city trying to get into the Tokyo School of Art, University School of Art. So there was a scene in one of the episodes where the both of them are drawing themselves naked. And there is a point in the scene where they're talking about life, loss, that sort of thing. In the sense of it wasn't seen in that sexual tone, as it were. But a lot of people got offended by that particular action. But that particular scene, even though that scene is something of a sexualized thing, but not sexualized to the point where they're not kissing, they're not doing things that on what we consider Western liberals are doing now concerning where they're doing their own art and they're doing certain things that are connected to sexuality with, within the art. They're not doing any of it. But it is considered intimacy. And for a lot of people that are in a certain way, that are straight, and has seen things with anime that use anime and all the rest of it in their own way of looking through life and how life should be and all the rest of it. This particular show in that particular sense stems from like is seemed to be like a betrayal or a confirmation of their own biases. Biases being of this particular thing showing that, oh, this is the way they did. They're trying to promote certain things I don't like. They're trying to promote the degradation between men and women. They're trying to promote degeneracy, all the rest of these things. And I absolutely understand their concerns on a lot of these things. And these are the concerns that, that come from people that have been beaten down by all forms of their societies all over the West on the things they are supposed to accept and behave and look and, and turn their eye in a different direction when people are doing these particular things because they consider the thing being an adult and all the rest of these things and what have you. But we have to look at this in the basic premise of this whole thing. There is no such relationship according in this particular core and in this particular season of Blue Period that is not even nowhere close to being sexualized. If we have looked into several episodes before this particular scene, we have noticed that there are females who love this particular transvestite and uh, adore him in so many ways and he could get any girl that he wish. Okay. We also see in that particular day is that this man may not be interested in that particular way, and he is actually interested in another female and all the in this particular context. 
So in the context of, oh, I was betrayed in all of the rest of these things, did you even see the episode? Did you even see or even watch the particular show and understand where that thing is going through and what the actual context of the show really is? But I'm going to give certain people an out on this particular issue concerning this particular show. I can understand a lot of people's frustration that certain things are uncensored in this show and other things are censored in other shows, especially between men and women. But I'm here to tell you a very sad reality about all of this. And it's a sad reality that people need to understand and ultimately accept. And if they want change to take place and happen, that change has to happen within themselves in order to get out of these particular situations. One of the things that you have to begin to recognize is that men and women can no longer speak to each other in a turn where men can love women, not necessarily understand them, even if they could be understood, it will be extremely difficult to figure certain things out that men and women are compliments to each other, which certain of the three others, which two of the shows that I mentioned earlier, not Blue Period, but the Slow Life in the Countryside and the Assassin's Apprentice, that they act as compliments to each other. And then, in another sense, you feel a, a lot of these young men in this anime business, and a lot of these young women in this same, in same, they are more towards the yaoi side of the thing. They have a completely different disconnect because one is more, let's say, libertine. The female side is more libertine and think they're more up in the air, they want more Josie, that's Jose, they want it, they're not with the Shonen or the Senin, even though the Senin tends to be written better than Jose, or a lot of Shonen are written better than Jose, Jose speaks to a lot of the left-wing political structures in Eastern, in Europe, and in the United States, and in Canada, and in Australia, and other places. The multiculturalism, all the rest of these things. We're not going to go into a whole political diatribe here. But it seems to me that I can understand the offense certain people have of that betrayal. And I can understand why they want to see other particular shows to succeed. But one of the things that you have to begin to realize and recognize is that a lot of these manga and a lot of the types of shows that you are watching or seeing and all the rest of it has begun the process, whether people like it or they don't, of removing themselves from these particular types of comments have begun removing themselves from 
being a part of their particular nations, many different things concerning with art, with art and all the rest of these things. Because unfortunately, the, the unfortunate sad truth, and a lot of people believe this, and a lot of intellectuals believe this, unfortunately, and a lot of it may not even be true, but they believe it. They believe, unfortunately, that a lot of the fan bases all over the world, especially when it comes to the way their entertainment is being portrayed, shown, and showcased, they think that y'all dumb. And one of the reasons why people left for anime is because they don't believe that they don't treat their audience as dumb. But the unfortunate thing is sometimes, and a lot of times, they're starting to begin the process of thinking in that direction because of things that happen in the States, things that are happening in Japan with some of the overblown and over, uh, uh, with the otaku's answers in certain particular cases. So one of the things they have begun to do uh, in certain ways is they have in many years, try to over-censor a lot of the female male things, unfortunately so, which they shouldn't be censored because for many, many decades, it did not have to be censored. It did not have to be do this and do that. It did not have da-da-da-da-da. That's not what this is. But in another sense... They promote these particular things between, let's say, what happened in Blue Period in that particular episode in a superficial way. When we really look at it, it wasn't done in a superficial manner. But a lot of people would have the impetus or the um or the cultural damage that has been done. And in defense of that damage. I mean, and not in defense of that damage, but in realization of that damage and the protection of oneself against that sort of issue, as it were. They come up and they say, okay, this thing is done superficially to promote certain particular things that are happening in this particular community that we don't like and we don't accept. And we don't accept their premise and all the rest of these things and how they're affecting politics in different places. I can completely understand a lot of people's concerns about this. And I understand those concerns ultimately because in the end of the analysis, and when we really begin to see things from what we're seeing, I'm beginning to sense that there is a underlying push for a reconciliation with the basic things of life. This is a woman, this is a man, this is all these other things. I'm beginning to see the end of push for beauty and in those particular terms. And one of the things that anime tries to show that has become popular, successful in that particular sense is because of when one sees their own work or Americans particular animation or anime or art or animation art live action outside of of the few, especially 
in the rare cases like with the recent Spider-Man movie that was able to become a love letter to three actors in that particular sense and how one will grow up and how they can write and all these other things it's become apparent that it's become few and fewer in between and it's also become apparent that it is a cultural connection and ultimately on in some ways there is a disconnect between what they want to promote with representation and what actually works and somewhat with this movie especially with the issue of Zendaya being Zendaya in both the seven minutes that she was in Dune and the 13 minutes that she was in Spider-Man No Way From Home and the way she was handled is that background she has importance but she's in the background and she complements the story and is not the main crux of the French not it and only becomes the main crux of it in many different ways and in many different areas Within the context of the story because she wants to understand and help Peter in that particular sense And I can understand in so many ways How people want to go back to that type of love story of going of overcoming this of Talking about families and all the rest of these things even if it's sappy and all the rest of it Even if it's a part of the background Even when it comes to Baruto and many particular things and whatnot They want to feel that they have a certain amount of control Over a lot of the things they see witness Become a part of understand and all these and many other things and blue period is a betrayal because everybody seems to be oh this is the way things are now they hate us they want to promote the gayness and all the rest of these things and i completely understand this but i want y'all to look at this in a completely different way and i'm gonna use three shows to showcase all of this understand I'm going to showcase all of this in simple terms and why a lot of people need to take a second look at that thing again uh, of that scene there and understand what did that scene portray understand here is what I want you to look at the two characters are facing on either direction working on their own paintings of themselves there is a screen right in the middle of it no one saw that woman naked no one saw the transvestite naked no one saw the uh, she didn't see him it, the transvestite did not see Yotora naked Yotora did not see the transvestite naked they are just talking you're watching them in that particular sense. 
everybody thinks that the transvestite completed the transition. They see male parts, they see male body structures, all the rest of these things. Understand? There was nothing to talk about. There was nothing sexual between them talked about. There was only things about relationships be with women being talked about. And how thing, how loss have taken place with relationships and all these other things, how they're going to secede in all these, in, in this particular thing uh, with this test. How they're going to figure out how they're going to do the new art because it's a little bit difficult when it comes to a female. And interestingly enough, they censored parts of it in the Blu-ray. They're going to show the rest of it. And there's a whole lot of other things they did in that particular scene that you need to experience for yourself with the un with no biases. There were two scenes in, and there were both the near set scenes, mind you. There were two scenes in the Assassin's Apprentice one scene and two scenes in the slow life. The two scenes between Rin and the main character, the main male character, the one near the end, the one in the middle and the one near the end of the show at the end of the, at the end of the first court, first season. And they're bolding in. They're holding each other. They're touching each other. The man is nervous about being around this girl and she said he wants to complete the relationship. And at this particular part, they finally come in and they consummated the relationship as a couple. Then in the other one, where some of it was partly censored with the Assassin's Apprentice, we see the main character who is brought in to try to stop the hero from saving the world or some sense. And then one of the young ladies that he is helping, who is in love with him, but he doesn't love her back. She's, he's teaching her how to control her body structure and all the rest of it. And there's a moment where he touches the body and he focuses on the body and he's touching every single part of her today, going down her legs, touching this, touching all these things there and all the rest of it. And it's done in a manner that is not sexual, but it can be, it is done physically sexually, but not done in a sexual manner. You understand? But this is the moment where this woman says, I trust him with my life and I will do everything to make sure that he succeeds. It is in that moment that she does this. In the similar way, in that moment that he finally makes the commitment to her, I will be his protector and his confidant and his compliment to his life from that moment forward through all the BS that he has gone through trying to get away from the life that he was before. A similar thing happens in Blue Period. But it is not in the same way 
and not in a sexual manner and not in a manner that everyone thinks. She wants Yosura to succeed. The transvestite wants Yosura to succeed. And in a way by her, him succeeding, he can, the transvestite can find peace. American culture no longer has the ability, and this is the, a lot of cultures on, in many different ways, no longer has the ability to tell these types of stories in that type of manner to allow their artists to tell it in the type of manner they wish to tell it. They no longer have the capability to do so. They can tell stories about many different universes coming together to to get the man into the hero story, and that's fine, and that's great. And I absolutely believe there need to be more hero stories. There need to be more noir stories. There need to be more pulp stories and all the rest of these things. But because we don't have enough of those particular stories, we didn't, we didn't go and try to look for something stronger, something tougher, something more sexy, and all the rest of it. Then it comes to a point where someone wants to use these different techniques and then do it in a way that they want to write in that particular sense. And guess what? When it's done in that particular sense that offends the uh, sensibilities of other people, even if those offenses are like in a sexual manner when there is no sex implied or no sexual tension implied or no sexual intention being shown, but because his intimate is already connected to sexuality, then everybody loses out on the on the cold context of the matter. People are disgusted by what liberals, what those at the left, artists in these particular areas have done in many different ways for years. Non-sexually. And then there is this particular point that really scares the this shit scare the shit out of a lot of people. And I really do mean this to be really, really deeply concerned about everything that we are witnessing and seeing. Two things. There is such a hatred of the body and how to get to a successful weight and how we hate the human body and its processes in all forms, especially when it comes to men, that I completely understand why everybody will be disgusted from that scene from Blue Period. I completely understand why. I completely understand why. There is such a movement towards these pre-diabetic looks. 
in different communities all over the world, especially those that have African ancestry. That there is no such concept of working out, having a healthy lifestyle, all these other things. That that concept no longer exists. And that it is now connected to prostitution and pornography and OnlyFans and all the rest of it that people will have to pay to see such bodies. And then to make everything worse because of that paywall that is being shown, that is being done, especially in our society. We now have a situation in hand where they want to put all different types of body types as successful. You understand? But let's look at it in a real darker tense now. Because everybody's body now matters. Understand? And not attractiveness matters. Understand? That means any fat girl can become this, this, that, and the other. That means this, that, and the other can be successful. That means this, that, and that. And it's all, oh, it's just, you know, it's different supposed to different folks and all the rest of these things. But none of it is even the case and none of it really works in the sense that it's supposed to work. When we had the best supermodels in the world, America had the best supermodels in the world, there was no question about what a woman's supposed to look like and how she's supposed to look like. There was absolutely no question because there were standards being placed out by those that want to see women to look like a certain type, you know, Pan American Airlines. All the women back in those days. We can continue on. Now that beauty no longer has a face and they have destroyed those who were supposed to take over that type of standard. Forced them to commit suicide, forced them to go into prostitution and stripping in certain other places and have promoted those that should not be there or have cheated to get there or have done things and lied to unbecoming to do those particular things. We now see the things that we see. But there is a betrayal because this particular person, this transvestite, has a look that is attractive to those that are not discerning and ultimately those that have been sick and tired of a media that they want no more parts in that they focus on anime and all the rest of it. 
they are being told this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong liking a woman is wrong liking a woman's beauty is wrong liking a woman's breast is wrong Billy Lynch talking about pornography and all the rest of it. But then on the next session said, why do you hate my body? All the rest of these things and whatnot. And then we have all these different, 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 um, configurations, conflagulations and all the rest of it. Different positions. Then they see this particularly and it's not a woman and they feel betrayed and they feel disgusted. Why are they now doing this? But you got to understand something, folks. I understand your frustration. But this particular story is not where you place your frustration in. If you want change, and if you want things to become the change, the censorship that exists in the other three shows have to change. The hatred of the human body has to stop. And that's why people are disgusted because they hate the human body. That's first and foremost. When one hates themselves, they do all sorts of things to get rid of what they hate. And that goes into much deeper conversations we cannot talk about on this particular program. But the hatred of the human body is so immense that an intimate moment between two people trying to get to reach a goal in art is considered so disgusting, but there is no dicks being shown. There is no sex being implied. There is no sexual tension between these two, but because of the way and the sense and the character is become a sexual act. But the sexual acts that people do want to see and witness between two people of heterosexual nature and all the rest of it is being censored, being dead, being strike marked, all the rest of it being questioned because somebody found a strong man and willing to do all these other things. Oh, he's toxic, this, that, and the other. Everybody wants to get away from the politics of the world and the social politics of same. But when they say these particular things that this offends me and all the rest of it, doesn't that imply that it has already affected you? And even though that you have many different choices, all the rest of it, and I understand that you may be deeply offended by that particular scene. If you really look at it, the scene is not offensive. The scene is not promoting darkness per se. The scene is not promoting a community that, need, that doesn't need any more promotion. 
the scene is actually talking about the weaknesses of heterosexual relationships in the modern era and what women do in order for them to have more attention towards the man they want to be with. And the man they want to be with is with that particular transvestite. Think about that deeply, folks. That's why I say that shit's dark. She had to dress up as a girl to get girls. What does that tell you about the main character? I just want y'all to think about this. And he's not a bad looking character either. If the person was a girl, why is he not getting any play? He might have somebody that is just like, yeah. We already seen it, but what's going on with that? We have manga out there, rent a girlfriend, rent a prostitute, going over 280 chapters. The dude still can't get no action. And people still come back, climb back, climb back. Let's see if they're going to do it. Let's see if they're going to do it. But then he does this. He ejaculates with some sort of tool, Tanga toy. And you call that peak fiction. It's amazing. But this is where you're going to get offended by. That's fine. That's fine. But there was another thing people were offended by, Miracle Chan. And the over-sexualization of Miracle Chan in this particular anime. There was no over-sexualization of the main characters and the other three characters that see Ghost. Do you know what the dip, do you know what it's trying to showcase? Life is connected to sex, sex is connected to life, death and life, sex and death and all the rest of it, all connected. What brings life? What brings it? It is sexuality. It is the female who is the facilitator of life. So she facilitates life. She's trying to figure out what happened to the substitute teacher. Turns out the substitute teacher was, was abused by her, by his mother, and the mother is looked like a specter from his past. He doesn't want to show the mother. You can't see the mother's face. You see, there are certain things that they did so beautifully in that show that it's going to take years of understanding to get through it and understand where that show is going to be. We're not going to see this show again for another couple of years in earnest. So this is the best we're going to see in there. And and we're going to see more of the manga and all the rest of it. And we're going to be okay. It's okay. But the way they did their sexuality and all the rest of it, they, the, uh, the anime people, the anime producers got this correct. This is sex, life, death, all connected. They're all connected. So, oh, they did the sexuality thing. They did that. They did that. Life, death, the spirits, all the rest of it, it is all connected. 
And that's a similar thing with Blue Period. They're talking about life, death, sexuality, but there is a split because one is taking their journey towards another place while the other's trying to get it there. But in those two journeys in parallel, they're trying to reach a goal of trying to get it to a, a art university, the Tokyo Art University. But they're going in parallel directions and they're taking two parallel ways into a different place. One will go into a different area and one will try to go there, but they're trying to get to the same goal. If you see it in that particular sense, there is nothing wrong with that particular scene. That scene is actually very beautiful in that particular sense. But a lot of people got offended for it, about it, and that's understandable. And I'm okay with their deep concerns about it. But here's then something that you need to understand. A lot of you are going to, a lot of you are young who are listening to this show. And a lot of you are going to grow up, get out of high school, go into college. Some of you may never get into, may not want to go into college. You might get into the workforce and all these other things. And you might have these particular things that happen, right? There used to be a concept in the Roman culture of communal bathing. Same thing in Japan and all the rest of these things. There was no sex between those particular entities. Same thing in Eastern Europe. There was no sex between them. There was a respect and an honesty and, a, and an understanding. People talked all the rest of these things and people began to understand and be with each other and understand and communicate certain things. They were a people that could respectfully do things on that particular sense and see each other in that way. Other people are old, some are young. They're not in the business of trying to have relations with each other. That is the same type of idea we're seeing in this scene with Blue Period. And if you're seeing in that direction and through the history of anime, uh, of Japan with their communal baiting culture and all the rest of it in that particular sense, but done in a different way, you begin to see that in that particular sense. The other thing before we end it here is that one of the things that we're going, y'all are going into are uh, into different places in, in life and all the rest of it. And a lot of people may not like art because of its connections to um, very uh, things that are happening in academica and the way the um, institutions are not working and that sort of thing. And the lack of beauty in this cult in culture, in American culture, that a lot of people are now doing all we're doing all this art and all this and they're doing all this type of dark shit and all the rest of it. They're showing black men doing uh, spreading their legs in front of women and all the rest of it. None of the strength, none of the DMX. None of the old the boozies and the others that brought the strength, that brought this, that, back, the tribe checker hoes, all the rest of it. I get it. I understand that. I feel y'all. I absolutely understand where you are all coming from. But let me make this clear. I want you to see it in a way where 
culture and art have to be seen for what it is. Your words are not going to basically interpret deeper, deeper considerations. A lot of people have not developed the tools and the techniques to look at art and see it and let it express it and let it go through you and let it not affect you ultimately at the end of the, at the day and let it affect you in the ways that it needs to affect you. Let it pass through and let it affect you the way it needs to affect you. And then if any changes come from you and come from that deep well of understanding and knowledge, which are all connected to the spirit, then you begin to understand what they're trying to imply here. And I think that is important that you have to let art enter through you and let it make that expression in you. And when you try to express what you saw, that you don't use your biases and you don't use words. And then you don't use the emotions that have been given towards you by people who may not even have your best interests at heart. Who may even be using you and your interests and your morality against you. And they have always done it. You have to experience art through that particular lens. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Then you begin to see a lot of things that are not seen. But you don't talk about these things. You internalize it as part of your journey through at, from shadow work, a part of that journey. And then you express that journey in ways and in doing it in more healthier manners than even this, than that scene in Blue Period that will make you a better person and those around you respect as men and as women in this world. That's all I have to say about these two, three particular shows. They were all good in their own aspects and in their own ways. Coming up next, the year in review, the shows of the year, with a little help from many others, I'm gonna tell you the best show of the year. It's just, it's a maybe a three-way time may not be. We'll be back with more of Kagan No Side. This is us. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Kagan No Side. This is us. It's time for the year in review for the anime season. This was the year that Japanese anime, the whole genre became pretty much the whole medium of animation all over the world. Now, many people will disagree with me on this and they have every right to disagree with me on this and tell me I'm wrong. And they will have points that I will can ultimately concede in the future. So I do not want to disparage their opinions, but we have to look at this year as a, 
as a whole, both in Western and Eastern animation as it were. And I don't want to mince my words in saying a lot of the other things that is going to come apparent to everyone here when it comes to these particular shows that I will review, especially being helped by Instagram. One of the Instagram anime side members at uh, Vizio Freak. So it's somewhat from his account that we are going to review certain shows or at least go for an overview of certain shows that I felt were a part of the reasons why this may be one of the greatest years, 2020, 2021, 2020, being one of the greatest years in the history of all mediums in animation. There are very few exceptions. And one of the reasons why there are very few exceptions is because of the pressure that was also placed on a lot of these anima uh, animators and animation studios and a lot of pressure that was placed on the animation studios concerning with money, unionization, the health and the welfare of the animators and the manga artists, especially with those that we have lost recently and we're going to talk about that in the final segment on the things that we lost this year before we end the show today. Vizio Freak puts Wonder Egg Priority number 20 as his top shows. I would not disagree with this on an animation perspective, but again, the animation perspective in many particular aspects I feel as though clouded aspects of its direction and how much work they will they had to do to even get this completed so I don't agree with this on top 20 I would give it to something else I would actually give it to a continuing series I actually started in 2020 last year near to be and near the start of last year why is nobody talking about Dragon Quest the quest of die I cannot believe no one is talking about this series slept on slept on slept on horrendously so not on Toonami, major mistake. Major mistake. 50, 62 episodes. Can't go wrong with none of this. Dragon Quest is as big as it's ever been in America. You are sleeping on this show. Get this show on Toonami. Right the fuck this is. I don't know why is it taking so long for people to watch and actually enjoy this show. And it will actually last a pretty damn good long time too. Another show that we just reviewed. Aquatrope put at number 19. I wouldn't disagree with this. The animation was fine. But as I said, 
earlier the middle parts of the episode middle parts of the season were pretty much the basically how good this store was so he put dr stone stone wars in number 18 number 18 stone wars should be a little bit higher 11 place maybe 11 place but i could understand why because some aspects of the story started to slow down really badly of course that second part so stone wars was number 18 miracle chan also number 17 fair enough place for it to be there i'm willing they but the last three episodes were quite interesting but we won't be seeing this show for a long time shadow house is going to have a second season i think it's fair to put it there but i may put it a little bit lower what about getter has anybody even reviewed that show it actually aired can anybody talk about getter and all the rest of it i mean it actually aired it actually was good there wasn't any problems with it what the what what was all that about folks come on now i mean shadow house was fine but it didn't. I would not put Moonlight Fantasy in the top 15. It should be around 21, 22. Um, because the only thing that held it back was that aspects of it was a little too slow. Aspects of it were a little too slow. There was some very funny shit there very funny shit but a lot of it was a little too slow so it did states cut of granite test is still continuing so that shouldn't be in there ranking of kings is still continuing that shouldn't be there it's not finished yet the time was reincarnated as a slime too actually had an extended season pretty much i like the first part the first part was fantastic especially ending of see uh, of the first core then the middle cores were pretty much funny do this it was pretty much filler and then when they did to the second half second half was second half was quite interesting especially their ending which was really weird in certain parts but it ended well and i want to see another season of it we haven't even gotten to the main female lead as of yet my senpai is annoying uh it was okay but as an 11th place no something else gotta go in here no not 11th not 11th nowhere close to 11th the duck no do get it now no 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 where's vivi where vivi where Vivi? Come on now. No, 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 CGI. Uh-uh. No. Too many good shows out there. Put it somewhere else. Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket should be here. Or second season, or the first um season of uh, Hime should be here. To Your Attorney should be in fifth place. What are you? Nah, fifth. Fifth place. 
you ranked it way too low, way too low. Fifth place, not number nine. Skate Infinity should be in 15th. Ranked this too high. He ranked one too high and the other too low. Where's Akuma Drop? Akuma Drop should be eighth place. Akuma Drop should be fifth place. Or should be eighth place. Now, Fluoride and Fluoride's I song, they should have switched this and then put another show on it. But seventh was Fluoride's I song. Vivius did it. Was um there. And then he just keeps going with this. Jobless Reincarnation ranked way too low. Top three. Top three. It's one, two, three. It's top three. It's either one, two, or three. Come on now. One, two, or three. One, two, or three, bruh. John's reincarnation should be one, two, or three. Not sixth place. Not sixth place. He put 86, which hasn't finished in fifth, which kind of hurts his argument here. So we won't even talk about 86, and I won't do a review on 86. Fifth ain't gonna dead. Attack on Titan still continuing. Gotta pass it on here. Now, I could make a case that May should be in fifth place. Despite everything that has gone on, you should put this in top five. That's top five. He got this one here, but it shouldn't be third. It should be one. You know Jobless Reincarnation's top two, top three. One, two, three. This one is fifth place, and it is a deserving fifth place. Fruits Basket, the final second place, should be a little bit lower. Should be a little bit lower. And then RE0 Part 2, yep. You're not wrong with that one. Is either one, two, or three. So Jabba's reincarnation is either one, two, or three. And um, RE0 should be one, two, or three. Another show that I think aired this year that wasn't mentioned. Uh, let me see. You know what else they should have gone there in the easy fourth place? The fifth season of My Hero Academica is an easy fourth place. It aired within this season. It was part of some of the best parts of this season. And another third place, uh, ironically enough, that people, a lot of people slept on too. Superhero Samurai Cyber Squad Dionysian should have been in top three. At least in the top three. So it's one, two, and three. And there's another one that could have been in fourth, fifth place. Actually, I want to put SSS in sixth because they they were reviewing certain shows that have not finished yet. But Dionysian should be at sixth place because of the way it was done. But there's another show that aired this year. If you were going for a list here that should be in at least top three it, it, it come on y'all forgot 
I think they did it in fall 2020, so they wouldn't really count it as a part of it. I would say Juju Kaisen should have been there. Should have been there. It, it should have been there. Did everybody forget um, Kimoko Jehan? My God, it aired in the same time as Fire Force did. Fire Force actually started earlier. This one started in the fall. Juju Kaisen, uh, um, Kimoto Jehan should have been there in at least the top eight. That was a fantastic show. Absolutely fantastic. Event, it was an absolutely fantastic show. You know what should have been in the top um 15? Um Cells at Work Black should have been in the top 15. Should have been in the top 15. My goodness, y'all missed some fascinating ones. All oh, King's Raid should have been top. Yeah, King's Raid. But King's Raid actually started like 2020, so it doesn't count, unfortunately. But to be fair to you, it should have been there as 2020. So, you know, sometimes certain shows don't make it through because they do 26 and it runs through the sin. So sometimes it doesn't count. But if it was for 2020, if you're going to 2021, yeah, I would have said you would put it in like the top for 10 15 but to be fair to you there were a lot of great shows that none there were very few misses starting starting from 2020 last year mind you there were very few shows that missed there were something for everyone but unfortunately a lot of these shows haven't made it to America and a lot of these shows need certain backups and all these other things. And a lot of them are being put in the ether and they're not sure if it's going to play and all the rest of it. And the unfortunate thing is, is that everybody's playing games with this. This last year was the year that even the detractors have to admit on anime that it is, even if aspects of it in the future are not going to be the same, they have to admit that to themselves that this was a year that they showed up and they showed out and they said, and the genre said, we are not going to be denied. Now, creator of Gundam's word, notwithstanding saying that we're, that they're ready to work, that the Chinese are ready to work. The Chinese are ready to come in. The Chinese are ready to take over if they don't get their things together with funding and all the rest of these things which has his own major problems, as it were. In many ways, 
you have to look at it through a lens and see how all of this has been put together. You begin to see new studios being built for these franchises. You're beginning to see secondary studios being built to lessen the workload in certain ways. And certain ideas about Japanese business are changing as you see with Panasonic and other places of that nature. But for me, as as we're seeing now what is coming up this year and what will come up in the future, you also see a competition for some of the bigger works to come in 2023, 2024. We heard about Akira and all the rest of it. So you also seen it as a competition for the next great works that the Americans and other entities in the entertainment, in the global entertainment industry want to showcase and want to use Japanese animation to showcase. And then you see Chinese coming in and they're saying, oh, it's the same type of population ding and whatnot. That's not the way this thing works. And they're starting to realize it. And we're also beginning to see certain international entities trying to, in many ways, come about and follow the way that started with Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer opened so many doors, not only in Japan, but in the rest of the world that very few, one piece in particular, and Naruto in the United States, they have not been able to do in any other place. Demon Slayer is the biggest event and the biggest catalyst in the history of the genre. That anybody can literally say, this is our own, you can't do nothing to it. Despite all the complaints, despite all the rest of these things, Demon Slayer movie, getting a billion dollars, destroyed all of the narratives, certain Japanese manga and animators, senior animators and producers, had about, oh, we need to become more like Spider-Man. Oh, we need to become more like Marvel. Oh, we need to become this, that, and the other. But none of it is true. One of the other things that you have begun to see this year is the changing of the narrative in order to follow this wave, which will ultimately become a storm that either they have to accept the fact that the Japanese have done their homework, have respected Western art as long as they have, especially a lot of these animators and creators, and they need to have their own, they need to have their own space where they can succeed. And then there's arguments about gatekeeping and arguments about who is who should be there and who shouldn't be there. And there are arguments that need to be expressed in ways that need to be showcased and explained in better manners. 
But at the end of the day, animation is winning all over the world. It's with Japan leading the way. A six-year project from League of Legends from France only became successful because of the disillusionment a lot of animators in the West had with their own countries and a lot of the world structures or the world entertainment structures with MCOM TV and all the other entities in that particular area and how they do business and arguments that have been made many years ago by mid and meeting Jerry Beck and others in the animation business somewhat frederator in many particular cases in his early years that a lot of the Western works and Western artists do not have enough life experiences to produce this type of great works that the Japanese are doing or their live experiences and their way of live experiences are ultimately too trite for the audience to pick up as. And then ultimately, unfortunately, and I do mean this with very deep sadness, that there is a weakness in the educational, social educational, and the breath and death of a person's life when it comes between Japan, South Asia, sometimes maybe Korea, sometimes maybe China, but not so much because of political issues in turn. And the rest of the Western world, there used to be a time that there was a breath, a deepness in a lot of people. And I began to see it when I was going through college and I was going to other particular things in life that that deafness, that human spirit, the ma, if you want to put in that particular perspective, was being hollowed out. And you can see it in a lot of people's eyes, especially with the genre in the United States uh, and the issues concerning it that you have to include everyone and all the rest of it, is that the people that want inclusion don't have a body of inclusion, don't have an inner core, an inner monologue, an inner dialogue, and their eyes are vacant. In a lot of cases, some of it has happened because of what happened in their own lives and all the rest of it. And they use the genre as a way and they use other particular entities that other people's hard work has done in a way to 
placate their own insecurities, as I've been stating it before. But we're now beginning to see that that educational morass and that social morass has expressed themselves in certain ways that now you're beginning to see the difference. And you saw it years ago during the first season of RE0 and how how much of a struggle it was to get Amelia to become the lead actress or the lead female character in that particular franchise. How much it was a struggle for the animators to do it, to make sure that this is the main lead female character. After how certain things were handled in the first season. And we began to see when we were just talking about in the last segment, how extremely difficult it is when it comes to understanding perspectives and understanding nuance. That even though, and we have to concede certain points, even though anime in Japan isn't as large as people think it is, it is large enough that the fan bases in Japan are much more intelligent, even on a social level, which is ironic to say the least, even on a social level, to a lot of what the Americans do and the other Westerners do in their own particular countries that bring this particular work here. And we have seen it through the way how governments have handled anime, how they have used the genre to promote their own ends, how, especially in one country, how they censored the genre to a point where they're willing to destroy their own people when it comes to certain issues outside of the genre, that if they're willing to do it to the genre, they're going to do it to you. And now you begin to see that if you don't fight for this here, you're going to lose other things elsewhere. And they don't see the connection, but now the connection is going to be showcased. And I'm going to tell you before we end this, because I will mention what we I just mentioned a little later. This is not going, the genre ain't going away. Despite a pandemic, despite the issues they've been going through, despite what they were planning to do in the Olympics, despite everything that have taken place, the genre stood tall. 
the John destroyed tall among all of it. And not only that, it gave a good feeling to see that Demon Slayer and other things are succeeding not only in Japan, but all over the world. It gave a good feeling to realize even though that the series has ended, the money, the, 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 the characters stay with you. And that is a testament to what this particular genre is and what it can produce and has produced throughout many years and what it can improve on to make it better ultimately for everyone involved in order for others to pick up the slack. And even if it doesn't pick up the slack or even if the Chinese try to come in and ultimately fail, that they can still have some impact in the animation world. One of the greatest years in any animated field for one country, once again, Japan leads the way in animation and will do so for many years to come. We will return with more Kagan no side right after this. Well, folks, we're in a new year and a new year means new ideas and new ventures. We are working on reconfiguring Yoga Queen for massive changes to come soon. And I do mean massive, massive changes that are needed and showcased for everyone to see. It is really going to be fascinating. You're absolutely going to love what we're going to do for Droga Queen's re retrofitting very soon. We retrofitted parts of it there. That was just the first part. But the second part is really going to be in tune. And hopefully we will have it before episode four of the franchise. Of the Kigen Osai. When we have the absolute rebuilt Doga Queen. Which will be absolutely fantastic. And finally put what I feel as though is what Doga Queen should become. But not to be outdone. One of the things that I have begun to recognize and realize that a lot of people have gotten certain things about social media wrong, and there are going to be ways that social media can be used in order to make things survivable as we move ahead and move forward because our disposition as human beings is, dis is about going through a lot of these particular things uh, concerning with despair and all these other things that makes us human. So sometimes we despair about certain things that are wrong. And sometimes we despair we're not going to get certain things right. But we have to figure out as they try to uh, mess up, especially with these algorithms, these social media ways to defeat it. 
One of the things that I am beginning to start realizing, especially with the genre, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk about before we end the show today, is that the genre is moving towards a place where somebody that may have done blue works, you know them as Arrow or Hentai, all the rest of it, may not necessarily go into the mainstream past a certain year in order to make a whole lot of money. It is becoming apparent to me that the blockage that has been part and parcel of what they feared that society was going towards was basically based on a lie. And that lie is going to be exposed for what it is. And on, and it will be done in ways that it cannot be measured. So one of the things that on this new venture that is being planned and worked, it's somewhat to a point where Doga Queen will become something of the nature of a magazine, but it will not be a magazine necessarily of the internet it will be a physical magazine, but it is connected to something much more in tune with certain aspects of what we're trying to do to make sure the genre that has been successful in this last year continues to success past 2022, 2023, and into the ultimately big changes that are coming very soon that will end a lot of the bullshit that we have gone through, which I know it's coming. So this is the first stage into ending a lot of the bullshit and trying to get certain things into certain places. So I don't want to reveal too much of it, but one of the things that I am beginning to start to realize is that Hollywood is not going to give up trying to destroy anime for its own ends. There was a recent report stating that a lot of money was lost concerning with manga and anime, that a lot of money was lost due to piracy of this particular works. And the unfortunate reality of the piracy is that a lot of these works are not in the particular countries where people want to enjoy these particular works. Why are they enjoying these particular works? Because a lot of their parts of their industry in the entertainment fields just do not work, just fail. Y'all not as fun, are not as fun anymore. Um, and in many ways, some of the things with the detractors especially with the recent shows that have come out like Blue Period and recently with My Dress Up Darling with the lead female actress saying that is she a lesbian or not on Instagram, one of the posters put it out there. And I pretty much stated it's no, where was the lesbian subtest because there was no lesbian subtest in the first two episodes of the franchise. And it wasn't even a subtext, even in the second episode of the show. And she was blushing when the man touched him. And he was going apoplectic, trying to keep his own masculinity in check. 
because she's an extremely attractive woman. Where was the lesbian subtext in this? There was none. There was no lesbian sub, there was, there was basically no lesbian subtext. Where was it? Because the way she looks, the earrings that she has on her ear, Where does it come from? They have to explain it. Back to what I was saying with this particular thing concerning with piracy. Now the Japanese companies are asking Hollywood to say, let's figure out how do we gonna do this anti-piracy thing and figure out how we're gonna solve these particular things. So maybe we have TV everywhere and then we won't do the bullshit and then you can do lesser works there and this and the other thing. We need more controls and all the rest of these things. All of it is going to fail. Do you know why it's going to fail? Because when you put everything digitalized, the people that will do the censoring will do the censoring, and then you will never have the original works. You must have physical media. That's basically what this is. We're destroying ownership all over the world, which is basically why piracy pretty much exists. The, it is the barriers to ownership of any type of medium, any type of service, any type of housing, any today goes into much more deeper things. So we see what happened with Australia and the issues concerning with this particular work and with game, no game, no life. Somebody started complaining and then they started saying, we're here to protect the children and all the rest of these things. But they weren't protecting the children because it turns out in Australia there was a case that came out of the banks that were protecting two particular people that were connected to a major bank in Australia was doing the dark shit. But then they go after the Japanese animators and their works, try to censor them in their particular places. They ultimately don't care about the children. And then they use this as a pretext to do whatever the fuck they wish. But nobody fought against it, mind you. Nobody fought against it. And now you have situations concerning with this pandemic and in Australia that has effectively made Australia into, again, a prison colony. We don't want to get too far into this, but... If you don't fight for certain things when they need to be fought, they can then have pretext to do even greater work and worser things. You understand what I'm saying? Then you have a particular situation where China comes in and they censor certain works because of what is going on all over the world concerning China and its particular issues as it were when it comes to made dragon second season they censored one of the works one of the characters there because they feel as though it is detrimental to the way um men see women and all the rest of these things but at the same time they don't want 
gayness in their society. So how does any of this square away? Be basically, all anime has been done all over the world, especially in China, Australian day, has been used as a pretext to cover up obvious governmental issues between it and its people. And one of the things that people really don't understand and really don't get, and I'm trying to make this example as fast as I can here, is that there is a disconnect between this particular audience that likes anime and the country in the, and the countries they live in and the types of entertainment that is allowed to be shown or even successful to be shown in this particular Milu, Milu, as in, as a, how do we say this in the television business? Crunchyroll still, it was pay AT&T sold Crunchyroll for $1.5 billion. TMZ, whether you like it or not, was sold to Fox Entertainment for $50 million. TMZ is worth three times more than what Crunchyroll should be sold for. Crunchyroll should be sold for 50 million. Tom Warner made out like a bandit with Crunchyroll when they sold it to Sony. But TMZ is worth more to the normies. Way more. But again, people don't under people don't understand what type of bullshit is happening. Crunchyroll still having problems now under Sony because they're still having problems with their servers. Understand what I'm saying here? It is servers keep crashing. Because it showcases that the people who want to watch these shows can watch these shows on terrestrial television. The unfortunate thing is the access to terrestrial television, cable, satellite, broadcast TV has been blocked by either the way normies see the world or the way network executives and advertisers see the world. Let's take an EW for example, even though it has its own problems. AEW is worth, it got paid by Turner $45 million over the next three years, right? They have gotten more, they have gotten better ratings than they were advertised, correct? They had to renegotiate the deal. It is now 75, close to that. They're gonna renegotiate the deal in about a year and a half from now. No, actually six and a half months from now. It's gonna be gangbusters. They just paid the NHL 
nearly 3.2 billion, nearly 2.1 billion dollars over seven years. Their ratings have not done well. In fact, it was true. Dynamite was a better lead-in for the NHL than the NHL itself was for the NHL. And they got Wayne Gracie on a limited basis for limited shows on a pregame show. Yes, it's a long road. It's going to be seven years, this, then, and the other. But they're not starting well. I say give it three to four years. But impact within this first few years, they get better ratings than they were asked for for 45 million, which means they got it for a steal. And they made more money from it than they did for NHL. But the advertisers want NHL. Despite its ratings, because if you saw certain things on Variety's VIP before they went into their paywall, or I think it was another site, the advertisers and the people they they aim their advertisers to, they those particular people make about those families make about eighty three to a hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm talking about upper echelon normies. But they sold Crunchyroll for $1.5 billion to Sony, and they're still having problems with their servers. They sold eight TMZ for $50 million, but they're worth more because of all the stories they break. In fact, I make this assertion and I don't want to get too far into this because I'm trying to make a point. TMC is worth more than all than CNN is right now. They are worth more than CNN is right now. In fact, all of the major entertainment companies and have news organizations, TMZ is worth more than any of them at this particular point with the only lone exception being Fox News. The only lone exception being Fox News, CMZ is worth more than any of the major news organizations right now, right now in the United States. So where did we get 50 million when they broke all these stories in the entertainment world? You're beginning to see that there is so many disconnects in the entertainment business in the Western eyes, first world, Western eyes, what have you, and second world in certain ways, except maybe Brazil, certain Mexico, all the rest of these things, that we're losing ownership of certain particular entities and the sharing of this ownership to those that we feel as though they, we develop communities from this. They don't want the communities to be developed. They want communities to develop from the outside coming in because they think it's a lifestyle thing. 
window shopping culture, ultimately. And the reason why piracy unfortunately exists, and ultimately, if you recall and remember that the video game industry helped begin the seed in order to stop piracy, use Neptunia as a way to promote an anti-piracy message, remember? So in that particular anti-piracy message in certain ways that you saw the same types of culture, men of culture things and all the rest of it, it was funny, it was this and the other, you got cute emotos, all the rest of it. It's a CD without a hitch, plus other things that we're doing in the background as well. But it was this anti-piracy message. Now, it's being disregarded, and the games are getting worse, and then you have microtransactions on top of it, and then scandals on top of that with their supposed entertainers from Twitch and the only on the only on the other particular things of that nature. They're making more PlayStation 4s than they are PlayStation 5s. And then you wonder where everything is going. Then we have people that are saying that we need to use piracy in order to get the animators fading this so we can build certain things so we can create some way to pay off the pay the animators a living wage in, in, in Tokyo and all the rest of it. So the piraters ultimately are pirating the same works to try and help animators get fed from people that shouldn't be having all this cash. I understand the sentiments. None of it is going to fly because all of this is about control. It's all about control. There will be no reason to pirate when a society comes up and says they hit you. There will be no reason to pirate. The only reason they're pirating anime is because there's something in anime or in Bandai Destiny, which is larger than anime. In many ways that they take that does not exist in their entertainment industries in their particular areas. There's something that they take there and there's something they're moving away from. In, in, this is important. There's something they're moving away from in their entertainment industry to make them go pirate anime in the first place. And what would that be, folks? Many different things. You don't, there could be many different answers for the same problem, but I can give you an answer. They're moving away, whether you like it or not, from the other discrepancy and the utter lack of respect and indignity and ultimately self-destructive 
behaviors Hollywood has done to the products that gave the inspiration for a lot of these Japanese animators in creating the works that they're doing now that Western that the Western fan bases are now enjoying or sometimes decrying because of their sexuality and all the rest of it. And that is an even bigger issue. And it's connected to a much bigger issue. Much, much bigger. We won't get to that. This is not the show for it. And you're beginning to see the problems. You need to wake up and realize that you have to create spaces so the right people get the right access and that in the future, when it is time to split certain things up, that there will be characters, places, stories for people to tell that everybody who wants to get into it can enjoy Whereas the other places for those people that's supposed to have look and, and see in this particular entertainment can still enjoy it. We have to build the first part first. That venture has to be built first before the next ventures get into or made. But we ain't going to talk about that, but it is important that it has to be done because if it's not done, Everything is going to be lost. And when everything is lost, nothing is gained. We're heading into, I, I beginning to realize that we're going to head into an age where that an age where I don't want to say mysticism comes back. I don't want to see all this type of magic ding dings come back or magical thinking comes back or the whatnot, but it reaches to a point, this is why I call it the age of Rebus, but it reaches to a point that there are going to be difficulties in this world that a lot of people are going to have to go and get passed through and they're going to have to understand and see themselves in a newer light. And some of it is already being showcased in certain animated shows, especially the recent ones that are coming now. So that new venture is connected to what I've been saying just now and is important for all of you to understand where we're coming from with this. It is going to be big. It's going to be ultimately life changing for your hosts and those that are surrounded as well. So look for the clues. They're everywhere. It's coming. Episode three is coming around April of two weeks in April, and then second week of April, maybe right after Good Friday. And we will have the previews and the reviews for this recent upcoming season plus the review for 86 plus the plus other things as well concerning with the genre as well. We're in a new year. Happy new year to all of you. And we will like to 
really truly remember one of the great legends of the manga world the legend that is Murata who passed away the creator of Berserk Kintaro Murata who recently passed away and we really want to send condolences to his family what will become the final volume of Berserk was released right before Christmas and I think that a lot of people need to look at it and see what could have been and what was truly lost and one day hopefully if we're able to do it right and get it right I hope that some animated studio somewhere will be able to give justice to what ultimately is yet again another unfinished but beautiful product from the play from Japan this is Elias we'll see you very soon on the next episode of Kicking No Side Beyond the boundary, the age of the reeds. Too soon. Take it outside. Double Punch Radio Show is a Karoo Gothic production.